What did you interview last time? Myself. Oh, okay. I just wanted to see if I could do it. Did you put it out there online? No, not yet. Hold on. Is it me or was it hiding here? Yeah. Is it me or was it hiding here? So out from my other radio show that I have alongside DJ BJ and DJ Red Carpet Capo. It's called Unstructured Radio Show. It comes on Wednesday nights from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, today I am going to have a special guest. I'm going to call him up shortly and see if he can pull up on me. Uh, but I just want to recap on the last show. I kind of did like a rant. And I just wanted to see exactly if I could pull off one hour talking because it, uh, because talking to yourself is kind of weird. So I just, and I pulled it off. So that was my first goal. My second goal was to get, actually get a person to come into the actual studio and fuck with me. But, uh, yeah, but like I said, last week it was really dope. Um, gonna it's definitely gonna pick up so hollywood podcast is just based off of entertainment industry um even if you're not tied to the entertainment entertainment industry you you have some type of um ties to it whether you're a car salesman or if you work at mcdonald's one way or another you have come across a celebrity or you have lists that you put together or so on and so forth so everybody is is definitely in the industry whether you like it or not um but i do also have a question of the day the question of the day in which it'll be for all of the shows is what bothers you most about the industry and why and what you think a mm, a good solution would be to fix whatever you think is wrong with it um so yeah if you if you have answers or if you would like to answer you can call in 757-453-5325 i'm actually gonna call uh which is called which actually is called call a friend or phone a friend i don't know if you guys ever seen one of those shows where it's like 
you can phone a friend for all of your answers. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to phone a friend, see if he could pull up on us and answer some of these questions and move forward. I have a test for him, too, if he does pull up. Hopefully he will pull up. So I'm going to give him a call and see exactly where he is and if he's going to pull up. Hold on just a second. Is this uh, Mike Leonte or I forgot the other name? No, you got that wrong. Mike Ransom. <laughs> Mike <laughs> Ransom. Where? Yeah, Michael Ransom or Mike Ransom. What's up? Okay, okay. Uh, where are you at now? I just uh, I would like you to pull up on me and get this interview. Well, I'll be out there in about ten fifteen minutes. Um, a little less than that. I'm over at my cousin's house. She has those dinners going on Dodge Street. Virginia oh, Beach, $10, pull up. She feed everybody in the community. Oh. No matter if you um had a hangover the, the night before or you don't feel <laughs> like cooking, she take care of you. If you come up short, I'll make sure I take the difference. So I'll pull up in a few minutes. In a few minutes. Need anything from the store or anything? Um, you know, I'll take a Red Bull, five-hour energy, maybe some shots, you know, because soon it's going to be sponsored by some type of liquor company. We're going to have a lot of sponsors. All right. Yeah. I'll see you in a few. All right. Oh, shit. We got somebody coming through. Also, we have some other segments coming uh, coming up. If you're an artist and you would like to spit a 16 or if you are an artist that would like to sing, we will have the opportunity for you to call in and you will be judged by myself and Mike when he gets here. So, um, let's see. Oh, like I was saying, I do a um, I do a thing called Hollywood Report on my other show, and I want to kind of piggyback off of what I pretty much was asking or what I was saying before. And um, my question was, how do you come up with your list of top ten artists, dead or alive? Because a lot of people have been getting upset um so to speak of their rankings when it comes to these lists and um i was watching ti's i think it was the expeditiously or it may be the breakfast club interview where it said it's not based off of skills it's based off of impact so if you guys believe that don't forget to call in 757-453-5325 and like I said, we're going to talk a little bit more about that when Mike gets here. Um, I also have a new movie alert, which is Dolomite my, uh, is my name. If you haven't seen that, you definitely need to see that movie because it, it gives us inspiration. Well, not us, but it gave me inspiration to move forward as uh, with this podcast. Because he pretty much got all the doors closed on him and he made it happen based off of he wanted it that bad. He started off as an artist and ended up as a movie star. So I definitely um, can feel where he's coming from and where he went. So kind of starting to base my life around that. If, if the doors get closed, then kick them bitches open. And then um, I also wanted to talk about a a sensitive subject, which is the 
I guess the LG, I don't want to get it wrong, but the LGBTIQ, I think that's what it is. I'm not sure. I wanted to talk about that. My bad. I had to take a break. <laughs> but I think, um, yeah, I wanted to talk about that because they have, one thing they have is the iPhone update, which is the emojis, gender gender neutral emojis that have just came out and um frozen two uh elsa she is actually going to come out to be a lesbian and i also wanted to open the phone lines for that so i think i think my special guest may have pulled up I think Mike is in the building. Yo, 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 I'm here. Oh, uh, Here's a Red Bull. <laughs> Appreciate that. Appreciate don't, don't, that. Don't worry about it. So I don't know if you were listening, but uh, I have a question of the day uh, that I want to start off with. It's what bothers you most about the industry and why? What bothers me most about the industry and why? Yes. Um... What bothers me about the industry is they're like promoting negative rap music and putting everything on TV, but it's all coming to clarity. What mm. I, what, what I mean is, um, everybody sees that what sells is sex or violence, right. and then turn around and see why these kids are shooting up and wearing these little clothes. Mm-hmm. It's the industry that's doing this. They've been talking about that for years. Is it is it the industry or is it also within the home? It's the industry. Mm. I, I believe it's the industry because at home, your parents are either working right. or trying to do something to make some money. So you have TV, you have commercials, you have all of these celebrities, all of these music playing back-to-back 15 minutes, talking about killing somebody or taking clothes off or scamming somebody so that's that's not always been the case but you know when you look back in the day some of the people uh, speaking of dolomite dolomite was one of those that kind of like sex sells it does so so is there is there something wrong with sex selling or is it just what is it i believe that like anything else People see stuff and they start to believe it. A lot of people that get into the industry, they see it as a job. Mm-hmm. So it's like acting to them. So they're acting. And some people believe what they're acting about. And it's getting caught up into the TV, the computer, and it starts at a young age. And if the parent's not there to stop it or talk about it, mm-hmm. you have the problem. And are, do you feel that parents are open enough to have those types of conversations? Because sometimes they don't even know how to approach the situation. Well, um, I believe that's just me that the government is into raising up the kids, but it's surely being looked at. So um, the government has getting child support, not child support, but um, we need help through, um, you know, the government um, 
help that you need as far as um what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say without getting <laughs> pissing nobody off. But um food stamps, I mm-hmm. mean that's a problem because if you have a man and a woman, a father and a mother without any outside influences, they could work it out. But once you get the government involved in it and saying you don't need that man and that man go to jail and that um, the woman gets food stamps and get all this help, instead of then, um, you know, rent be like $15, instead of then take advantage of that, they feel like they could do it on their own and they're getting caught up into um, more as I could do it on my own, but as a reason of family, you need the mother and the father. Right, 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 right. Definitely understand that, and I definitely agree with you need both parents in the household because not too many people that you come across have a two parent household. What did you play? Did you have a two parent household? Yeah, um, my mom and dad was in the house. They, you know, I was raised around a lot of family mm-hmm. where um, it was two parents in the house. A lot really don't. A lot of people really don't know that my mom and my dad was not legally married. But my mom was married to my older sister, father, and she died in the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. So if she would have got me remarried, um, her benefits would be all off, and my dad understood <laughs> that. And um, that was like a secret, but I figured it out later. You figured it out on your own? Yeah, or? They, they never come and talk about it. It was just like grown people's business to stay in your place. And that's where I was saying, like, they don't know how to necessarily talk about what's happening and or they just – yeah. Like you said, they just don't want to. Do you feel like that's fair? Uh, yeah, I believe it's fair. I believe um, that um, if the mother and the father works it out, mm-hmm. like in my background, I was a single father for um, damn near 19 years. She's 23 now. Mm-hmm. And I don't brag about it. I just was part of life. And I never talked bad about her mother. Mm-hmm. I never told what happened between her and, and I. Um, you make sure that if she went to a baseball game or a basketball game or a volleyball game or cheerleading, we sit on the same side. We front and act like we the best of family, but we just go off separate ways afterwards. And the stuff that I read and seen that you know it applies to because your kids see everything. And right. As I was a kid, I seen everything. And right. I'm a baby of the family, so I see everything. Oh shoot! And I learned from my brothers and my sisters' mistakes. I try not to make no mistakes, and I learn from my friends and family. Oh, okay. Well, what kind of, I don't want to break the subject, but what kind of music did they listen to growing up? Uh, all R&B, Marvin Gaye, um, a lot of church music. Mm-hmm. Um, As we was coming up, um, we had a, a music all through the house. I found myself singing songs, not knowing the person who sang it um the title i just know it just know the lyrics because coming up we actually had music playing from seven o'clock in the morning to 12 o'clock at night that's why most black households we were very black (laughs) (laughs) did you just say very black like what what is that definition please tell me what very (sighs) black is well you know um it's I don't like talking about it, but we all talk about it, about light skin and dark skin. But mm-hmm. my mom was dark skin, my dad was light skin. And it was the best because one of my brothers, 
he's light skinned, I'm dark skinned, and nobody <laughs> never knew his brother. Oh shit. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff that happened. It was cool because he had the curly hair and I had the <laughs> my hair curls on too, but <laughs> I don't leave it out long like he does. Yeah. But we was like a year and six months apart from each other and whenever my mom sent me somewhere we had to go out, we ought to always have to come back home at the same time. Oh. And he was the one that always get in trouble and always hang out <laughs> with the wrong guys. But it was cool though. His friends are my friends. Oh. And I was an athlete, so it was the both best, best of both worlds. Oh. I hung out with the people who shoot up parties, sold drugs, when I was an athlete playing ball. And actually, I kept them out of trouble also. They kept me out of trouble. Oh. Hmm. Well, that's... All in Virginia Beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm from here. That's why I from the Hampton Roads area, no, Gene Beach. Oh, um, I'm sorry, no, Virginia no. Beach. Yeah, but I, I got you cousins. were so you were born where? I was born in Gene Beach in the Rosemont Road area. They call it the Princess Plaza, Princess Anne Plaza area, Plaza okay. area. What's up, Plaza? <laughs> What's up, Plaza? Yeah. <laughs> so, how was the music scene back then when you were growing up? Oh, it was beautiful. It was music everywhere. Music brought everybody together. When I was in high school, well, junior high school, we called it, y'all call it middle school. We had, during that era, we had like house parties. Oh, yeah. And the true house parties, we had the kid and plays and all that. Uh-huh. It influenced us. So we actually partied at the houses with parents that let us come over and we just have a good time. Right. They, I don't think they have too many of those anymore. And if they do, it gets shut down real quick. Well. They used to get shut down, <laughs> but it was a good time. You know, it was the one, it was the older kids that was mad because they couldn't get in. And But the good thing about it was some of my brother's friends, <laughs> but they always gave me a warning. Hey, you're about to start something. Get out of here, Mike. <laughs> and I got out of there. Oh, Lord. Yeah, cool. You knew, you uh, knew your place, huh? No, it was cool. You know, I was, I, I played ball and I, oh, okay. yeah, that gotcha. kept me off the streets. Well, it kept me on the streets, but it kept us all together. We all played ball together. We all played football together. It was just a big community, and it was about 30 of us in different areas from different areas in Virginia Beach and Norfolk, Portsmouth, everywhere. We just got along. Were, did, have, did you ever throw any of those parties? Were you other, one of those kids that could throw the actual party instead of going to it? Nah, no. We, not partying in my mom's house, but we had – parties during the daytime when she at work Ooh. everybody used to hang out at my mom's house and play football throw bikes jump ramps karate was back then so we was fighting with each other just like karate <laughs> yeah karate with the whole wu-tang we lived that era <laughs> my oldest brother and his best friend lee lee blunt <laughs> they used you to always thought they were ninjas yeah <laughs> <laughs> they all cool people. Okay, they, good, yeah, good, good, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we gotta make yeah. sure. Yeah, well, I name a name up here. They're powerful, um, upstanding citizens. <laughs> and Lee Blunt is an outstanding citizen. That's that's amazing. His, his younger brother Antoine Blunt. Everybody knew he was a legend in Virginia Beach. They talk about him. That was my best friend coming up. But I don't ever consider everybody. Everybody's my friends and my best friends until they mm. cross me. But you did mention like you were Wu Tang yeah. era or yeah. Wu Tang. Yeah, I graduated in nineteen ninety four. I think Wu Tang then came out in ninety three. 
Yeah. And I'm around 17, you know. Mm. By that time, my parents had a store out in Union Beach, so I ran the store. Oh, so you had a lot of other responsibilities. Yeah, I was an entrepreneur. Okay. I grew up, my dad taught me the entrepreneurship. We used to go out and sell believe it or not, rabbits <laughs> and coons. <laughs> My dad was what? a hunter and deer meat. I used oh, to go out old I road. I used to go old road. He used to get out there and take this guy, these two rabbits, come back with $14. And right there, he used to give me $2 every time I go out to sell something. So that got me. So you had the hustle spirit early. Always. I've always been a person that never lived above my means. Mm-hmm. Learn a trade. Once I learn a trade, I go learn another trade. Once I learn another trade, I go learn another trade. They used to joke me. All my friends went to college, and I went to Norfolk State, what, two semesters. NSU, but you still yeah. went, though. Yeah, Shit. I spent my you cash money on it and seen that I could have used that 14 on investing in something else other than that. But I learned a lot of stuff, and basically I just invested in a lot of business and taking chances and learning trades and skills. That's amazing. And I just learn it. Once I learn it and I ask for more money, they don't give me more money, I leave. Learn something else, work somewhere else and make enough money and leave that. So what, have you done anything in the entertainment industry? Like, I know you're a a man of all trades, but what what was it that you've done in the industry? What what part did you play? Oh. Because I heard, <laughs> you know, you heard? that you, heard? you you were a lot of things in Greenleaf Gang. <laughs> you know, I, I just wanted to mention that. Yeah. Um, Greenleaf. Green. Shout out to Greenleaf. <laughs> G, G Stacks. <laughs> Shout out to G Stacks. But yeah. you were like a security guard at one point. You were the, the uh, cameraman. Man, I was, I'm the type uh, of person that... Um, I filled in positions. I try to make the company look really good. So if they need a cameraman, I'm mm-hmm. gonna go up there and do all the work that a cameraman. <laughs> Give it your does. all. <laughs> and believe it or not, it paid off because I ran into a lot of um, guys that wanted me to get angle shots for them. Oh. And those angle shots would be at the Norva, and I'll be professional and show up doing mic checks. And set my cameras up with tape, and I'll record all the opening artists, and he'll pay me hundred bucks for fifteen minutes. Oh, that's <laughs> so not bad. They were like, "Hey, Mike, do you want to see such and such?" Day? I know. I get out of there after that fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I I get out of there, and I say, "Hey, I made X amount of money, a hundred dollars in fifteen So you don't minutes. stay for the show? No, never. If I stay for the show, I wind up spending the money. Drinking it up, buying people drinks, and then I didn't just recorded all that for nothing. No, I wanted to actually show people that Do a job and get up out of there. Get out of there and pay a bill with it. So I make sure I pay a bill. Do you still do that to this day? I do it to the day. <laughs> <laughs> if you need a chauffeur, I'll make sure I show up in a black truck, pick up you from the <laughs> airport, you dressed up to the T, call you Mr. and Mrs., mm. Get you to your location, and hopefully that you tip me. I know that. Next right. minute, you'll see me. What other things do you do? Have you, matter of fact, speaking of that, have you chauffeured or dealt with any artists directly? Yeah, um, 
Actually, I did a um, project with Karis One. Um, okay. And that was the best thing because one of my um, friends um, that hired me to do the angle shots for him called me up at the last minute to ask me could I go to North Carolina and take some shots with him. Mm-hmm. I was like, sure. So I turned into the camera guy again. Uh, <laughs> you didn't ask any questions? You just I said, sure? I never asked no questions because I just, what I do is I work a um, regular job Monday through Friday, 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Once I get off of there, I, Anything on the weekend, I could do whatever I want to do. I got sick leave, so if I could go somewhere out of town, go out the country, or whatever the case may be, I'll take my sick leave or take my hours. So that's why I like take this professional because the income of information is more than money to me. So right. when I met KRS One, we went down to North Carolina. Uh, we had to figure out where we was going to stay at. He said he had a place. He opened his own. Um, Villa opened to us. He let us stay in his room, which it was like a six-bedroom um, villa. And he was cooking fish. And um, KRS-1? He, he cooked for us. And he just sent us jewels. He sat us around the table and told us how he make his money, how mm-hmm. the tour goes, how he plans all of this out. And he was saying that, you know, it's a lot of money out of the country that you could be made. Of course. So he gave you free game. Oh, uh, and I do travel out the country a lot, so that's amazing. I've I'm never, a, I've a, never traveled out the country. You need to go. It's. it's I'm nervous cheap. about it because I don't know how to feel. Like I'm I don't tell know. You why. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you my thought why a lot of people scared to go out of the country. Mm-hmm. Tell me. Okay, going back to the government, mm-hmm. what they don't want you to do, they don't want you to go out the country, but they don't realize that. Inflation here in the United States is higher than everywhere else. Mm-hmm. If you go buy some grapes, it'll be like a dollar ninety nine a pound. Yeah. Out there, it's like thirty two cents a pound. Your money and your ATM go to work everywhere. So if you do go out of the country, go and check it out for yourself. Don't let nobody say, "Oh, go to Mexico, they're gonna hang you." You go here, they they're gonna love you and embrace you because you bring your money to the economy. So get your passport and. Go out of the country. Because I saw also that you can now overnight your passport. They have like, they, I don't know if it's a law or if it was something that just passed, but they said, I saw on my, um, one of my feeds that you get it overnight now. You can get well, it overnight. my belief is they were trying to get people felonies or try to get them on child support so they can't go out the country so they can stay here in the United States and play all this inflation and spend all the money. Mm-hmm. So, they want you here. They don't want you to go out the country. They do not want you to go out the country. But once you go, you're going to see that it's the same here, same there. You have the nice neighborhoods, the rich areas, you have the poor areas. It's the same. Everything, every place has a hood. Every place has a hood. I went to a place in um, El Salvador. I didn't even realize I was. <laughs> you said the, I, yeah, I was in the worst area. First of all, how long did that fucking take to fucking uh, even get there? I went. I went to Costa Rica, um, on a trip with one of my business partners, mm-hmm. and um, we turned around, met some people over there. This young lady I met over there, and she said that she had a good time. We had a good time together. So she was like, "You should definitely come to El Salvador. Come and see me." I was like, all right, I'll come. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, you know where? I'll show you around. I was like, you think I'm playing? I'll come. And she was like, okay. 
My buddy Buster went with me because I went with him out the country. He didn't want to go by himself. I turned around and went. We couldn't go. I went by myself. And I always taught my daughter, I said, hey, just got to go out there and see what's going on. So I went out there and seen it. Didn't know no England went through customs. It was like, who are you going to see? What are you going to see? I was like, I just met this girl. <laughs> I don't know. I hope I remember what she looked like. Oh, <laughs> shit. And her name was Esmeralda. Can you get me? Esmeralda. And she was like, okay, go ahead. I can't even pronounce the hotel. <laughs> so I went. <laughs> she had a banner with my name on it, Michael Ransom. Man, it was a beautiful thing in my life. Had a banner. Oh, yeah, she came and picked me up. Her mom stopped and got some coconuts. You know, they saw oh, the airport. Lord. All they the stuff that you, you see. Like you was rotten. All the stuff that you see at the amusement park, you think is real. It's real over there. It's all free. Just go. Just go. Yeah, and then they went to an area <laughs> just like Virginia Beach because I compare everything to Virginia Beach. Mm-hmm. Went to an area like um, Twin Canals. It's gated. Mm-hmm. So it was cool, you know. I come find out they got the MS-13 over there. I didn't know that. But it was cool. Went there. It was like an Antoine Fisher movie. They had my face banner. All her friends oh. and family there. Food everywhere. They just show me love. What the hell? Yeah. yeah, they was playing music over there. They were playing Barry White. They were playing all the hip-hop stuff. <laughs> all, everything that what? they play here over there. Yes. How long ago was this? Um, This was like three years ago. Four years ago. Oh, yeah, a little longer than that. I don't know. I don't know somewhere <laughs> around. Yeah. And you said they was playing. Uh, was it in a, their language music? No, or no, 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 they, no. It was it was like it was our music. Just like what well, gave me ease over there. I thought I was home because mm-hmm. they were playing all of this R&B, OJ. I mean, uh, the OJ's, mm-hmm. the Barry White's, uh, everything that. Like the I said, old school songs. Yeah, like I said, I really don't know the names and titles to these songs, but I know I knew them because my parents played them. And I, when they was over there, I was reciting them, dancing to it. Mm-hmm. And it was a beautiful thing. You know, that right there showed me that it's cool to go out the country because everybody embraces us because they know what they told me over there. They were like, I know what you went through over there in the United States and not treating black people right. Right. So they embrace you. And everywhere I went, they played R&B or rap music. If mm-hmm. I went to the restaurant, sometimes I didn't have to pay for my beer or my food. So I'm just a regular old Joe. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I felt like a hip-hop star. <laughs> <laughs> and came back home with some change because it was like $4.11 to a dollar over there. Have you ever faked the funk and um, pretended like you were an executive or something like that? Mm. I always <laughs> fake the funk. I, you know, I could be a janitor. I could be this. I could be. I'm always faking the funk. <laughs> Whatever it takes the job to get the job done. I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm a dog walker. I got hustle. Oh, if you go out of town, shit. you can call me because you got to think about it. I raised a girl, and all my daughter's friends, um, mothers, we cool, and they go out to town. So I. At one time, used to babysit their kids for them. Mm. And why they go to work? Because they're nurses and doctors. So, um, send them on the school bus. So, sometimes now, as their kids, our kids got older, mm-hmm. they want to go out of town, and I got to babysit the dogs. <laughs> so, I'm a dog <laughs> so walker. Do- yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the cash apps are cool. Oh. Everybody <laughs> wants cash apps for that. So, yeah. Oh, so, you, 
you was putting on for the city right now. I'm just saying. You you do I'm what just, it takes. I'm just a volunteer. I, I believe in the bartering. Oh, I, yes. Yeah, I believe yes. in the bartering system because if you get paid, Uncle Sam's going to take 33% of it. <laughs> mm. I don't want them taking none of it, so I'll barter with you. So speaking of um, bartering, not a lot of artists in this era, area know how to barter their value uh for what they want it just seems like um they would rather you pay the full price and then they get either it for free or half off they always got a discount but they don't never help you out with that have you had that problem before yeah i have problems that like that back in the day i used to own dump trucks Mm -hmm. and i was young i was in my 20s and you'll come to a position where you have a lot of older men went through a lot of stuff. I mean, it took them years to get where they at. Mm-hmm. And then I, my era was starting with the internet and people were scared of it. So I embraced it and I started learning stuff faster than they had. And then once I learned stuff that they took them a while, mm-hmm. they'll take advantage of you or, or for some people who didn't learn it. Mm-hmm. So they could hate on you. So I don't blame the kids now because they haven't been taught to them. It takes our generation to try to calm them down, slow them down, and show them the ropes. But it's hard to trust older people because sometimes people have envy. They only try to take stuff from you because it's a knowledge. But once again, Carol one showed me the light, and I'm showing the light to everybody else. Have you come across any other artists that have given you gems and whatnot? Yeah, I mean, I just sit back, listen, and learn. I mean, like I said, I come here um session four twenty and there'll be a lot of people in here and remember one time I came in here and I was like, Who the hell is Alex Luger? <laughs> He's like, That's me, bro. <laughs> I, said, oh. Luger, I said, Oh yeah, that's my man. <laughs> the best music, the best music ever. But so you I, hadn't yeah. seen him prior to knowing I, who he was. Like I said before, I think it's best. Like what I do is I try not to know who's who, mm, what's what. I listen to music and how I learned that because I learned I got into sales and I work for um it's priority Toyota now, then it's Ammo stuff, <laughs> <laughs> Nick Moon Jai, those are powerful guys. Oh. They're cool. They taught me everything in sales, uh-huh. and um, it was like a little family over there. And there's a lot of people where I learned in sales is because. When you buy something, mm-hmm. you buy a house. It's hard. It's easy to buy a house than a car because a house is going to be there. A car, you could t- take it away and hide it. So it doesn't matter what kind of work you do. If you're an FBI agent or judge, I got to know where you live at, who you make, how much you make, what your credit looks like. Right. So I become friends with you. And that's got me to the place where I know how much everybody makes, what they do, and I just turn around and try to learn what they learn so I know what the income they're doing and take it from there. So, yes, um, it's all about who you know and um, the, the the gems that you get from people. Right. And I get a lot of gems just by shutting my mouth up and listening. What was the last one that you've gotten that you can remember? Oh, uh, here you go. <laughs> the last gem that I got from a person. Yep. Okay, let's see here. Oh, yeah. The last gem I got from from a person was um I was talking to a lawyer mm-hmm. and 
and you're telling me that um, always protect yourself as as far as you doing background checks on the person who you're going to be with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but he said if it's you meet somebody and they're really, really good, you've been single forever, you got to figure out why you've been single this long time. But then you find somebody that's the best, they're just trying to say what they wanted you to hear, what you want to hear, and do all this, mm-hmm. this, all that, and the ones that that um that hurt you also. So he said the best thing is to do is do you enjoy life, and the person will come in life when they come in life. So don't really look for it, just let just it protect ride. yourself. Yeah, oh. there's nothing wrong with protecting yourself. Okay. You got you got to teach your kids that too. <laughs> so what speaking of kids, do you know what kind of music she likes? Uh she's in Atlanta now and <laughs> Oh she's in Yeah, no, nah, well it's it's funny because I'll put her to a lot of different music and I learned a lot from her coming up. So I try to listen to her music coming up to see what she listened to. So my daughter's well rounded and she loves hip hop. Mm-hmm. Her boyfriend is a hip hop um drummer guy. <laughs> Figureographer. <laughs> 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 yeah. How ironic. Yeah, he's, he does that. Uh, you know, I don't say nothing about it. I just let her see what she doing, do what she does. Mm-hmm. Have so you ever cool. helped him? Nah, nah. <laughs> I, I told him, I told her, I was like, you know, there's a lot of people kids in here that need videos done and need to um, actually get some work. But mm-hmm. these kids nowadays want $1,500 and all this and all that. I'll brought up. I'll make that two hundred dollars here and two hundred dollars there. Yeah, but they, like no. I said, they don't know how to barter. They, they don't. don't. They I mean, don't know their value for one, and then for two, they just don't know how to do it at all. Well, they learn it, and they learn it in a different way. And sometimes, you know, you can learn from them. But you that's know, true. You know, I feel like I, you know, honestly, I feel like I did my time uh, raising her. It was, you know interesting it was fun and i just want to tell her my story you know what happened between me and her mother and all of this and all of that but i sit back and wait till the time comes and we can have that conversation but i never brag about it but i really like listen to some women talking about hey i don't get nothing for child support i just get a hundred dollars a month i was like look i was getting nothing a month <laughs> be happy you know what i'm saying and i don't say nothing you know, it pisses me off when i hear women talk bad about their kids father because you never know their situation that's true and coming from both ends where well, i came from the end where i couldn't go out and hang out and cool and couldn't hang out with my friends and stuff because i had my daughter you know and i missed a lot of stuff but i didn't miss a lot of stuff because i learned a lot of stuff with her and you know it was cool do you have anything else that you need to get off your chest? <laughs> no, nah, you just talking about gems. I was throwing, <laughs> just throwing some gems out there to these young fellas, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I actually up. have a test. No, what test you got? Um, do you have some paper and pen? Yes, I have. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you some things to do. Um, okay, what I need you to do first Hold on, is, is this a test to make me look crazy? No, this is to just to. Me? No, 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 no. This is just to figure out, like, narrow down. Because some people don't know what they really want to do in life. And so they're doing things like, like you're doing, like, mm-hmm. multifaceted. I wanna, I'm going to tell it, you, I know what I want to do in life. Oh. I want to live. 
and enjoy life because <laughs> coming up, um, my life expectancy was at 17, and then it turned to 25, and then it turned to 30. I was like, damn. You know, you keep crawling up on me. Now I'm 44, and I'm enjoying life. I'm not living above my means. I That's bought it. stuff, and I own stuff, and I rent stuff, and I have I enjoy life. So, so you, but you still do the camera work. You still do the chauffeuring. I do. You, I do a lot of stuff. I do whatever it takes, um, to get the job done to make the company look better. Right. Okay. Yeah. So this is what this is. Well, if you didn't have oh, the yeah, vision yeah. together, yeah, this is for the kids. Yeah, <laughs> this is for the artists and Young entertainers adults. and sorry, people that really don't have their life in order and doesn't you know don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. So what I want you to do is write down all of the things you can do. For example, all of your experience. Okay. Like you said, you are you can do cameras. You can um can you edit the footage too? Yeah. Okay. Like stuff like that. The things that you can do. I guess give me like five of the things. Cuz I'm pretty sure you have a lot and I don't want you to And this is in the things. industry, correct? Yes, in the industry. Okay. Okay. Um, now, underneath that, write down all of the things on the list you know, like that you're an expert in or you feel that you're an expert in. Based off of the list you just put up there. I feel like I'm an expert in. Mm hmm. I don't think I'm an expert in a lot of <laughs> all this kind of stuff. Okay. Okay. Um, now, write down uh, from that list. Write down the things that you're getting paid to do. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You see where this is going? Yeah, I see where it's going. Uh, I'm trying to narrow it down to get people a better understanding of where they need to be. And stop focusing so much on other things that don't really give you too much money. Right. Just get you b basic exposure. Okay, so now write down all the things from the previous list that you love to do. The previous list I love to do. Mm hmm Because if you're getting paid for it or from that previous list, you you can automatically say what you love to do based out of that. And when you come up with that, let me know what the answers are. Okay. What's your answer to the last question? What have you come down to? What did you write down? That I love to volunteer. You <laughs> love to volunteer. Yeah, I, I got a five hundred one c three. I give back to the community. Yeah. Okay. That's where it came back to that. I give back. Well, that's isn't that. That's nice. Yeah, I try to be. That's really nice. So to come with to that conclusion, what what do you see next in that um in that business? I'm just trying to keep these kids. Well, these young adults off the streets trying to get them something to do 
if they expiring and being a singer rapper or whatever the case i try to point them in the right direction i don't talk i just put them with people and let them do all the talking themselves and they appreciate the things i do and if they don't have the money to do it i'll find it for them somehow some way and i don't look for nothing in return but them staying alive not even like a shout out or nah. anything. You know. They they know me and I know them. They're cool. <laughs> and <laughs> they couldn't figure out the names, the different names to shout out because I changed my name so much. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot because we, yeah. you know, started with multiple names. But now. Uh, I do that just like, to keep up with different projects and different stuff that I do. Okay. You so kind of like me. categorize. Yeah, your I categorize life. my life. And they call me a different name. I know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine they say, "Hey, Mike, what's up?" I'm like, "Oh, what I know him from?" And they were like, yeah, "What's up, AU?" If they call me AU, <laughs> I know. I know they're talking about some gold and diamonds. If they talk, call me AU, oh. I'm talking about some professional stuff. And, you know, you did and, sell jewelry, no, and, or yeah. not? Were you? You worked at a pawn shop. I did all of that. Have I you have you been that. able to see? Because I know a lot of these artists, they wear all types of jewelry and stuff. Were you have you ever tested any artist jewelry or celebrity jewelry or? What I do is I call them assayer. That's the person that authenticates the jewelry. Mm-hmm. So I'm the type of person that I don't care if you have a gold coin or a Figaro necklace. I'm going to melt it down, see the elements in there, and see how much purity you have and how much gold. I look at the stock market, mm-hmm. and I pay you a percentage of the stock market for that gold. That's another thing a lot of people don't realize that that's the capital of the world right there, trading and buying diamonds and gold. Not, not oil? It's oil. Oh. Yeah, it's oil. You know, back then and now. They backed everything up with gold. Back then, they're backing everything up with paper, fake money. Mm-hmm. So if you have physical money, physical money is gold. So you have a couple of gold coins sitting around. Wait for the market to go up. Market goes up from fifteen hundred dollars, you know, from five hundred dollars, fifteen hundred dollars, then you can sell it, and make your profit. But back then, in ninety three, ninety four, everybody was buying these junky chains. Everybody was talking about. Us. Hair and bone. Yeah, saying, hey, they wasting their money. You're doing this and you're doing that. When gold ran, when you back the government up to bail out the government or this, when the stock market crashed, gold went up from $500 to almost 1800 bucks, 1900 bucks. And I played a position that part. I was the guy that gave you the cash and melted it down. So I went around all the pawn shops, bought all this stuff. I originally learned it by working at a pawn shop. So I learned working at a pawn shop, and I turned into an asset. So when you see artists nowadays and you look at their their chains and stuff like that, you'd be like, oh, man, that's fake. Or can you tell off top, like, oh, that's baguettes with 24 diamonds. Like, are you that good, or is it more just so off of melting the item down and stuff like that? I'll look at it as an, an investment, as the best investment they make mm-hmm. if they buy it at the right price. Mm-hmm. You get caught up in because that person have a name and they was marking up their name. But if they buy it at the price of gold and they buy the diamonds price, that's the best investment you can make in your life. Because mm. it's physical, 
government can't touch it. You can pass it down to your kids. Take it to a pawn shop. Pawn it. Pawn mean loan. You get a loan on it. You pay your bills. Take a month. Pay it back. Get your month. Get your diamonds back. Get your wristwatch back. Get your Rolex back. People have somebody come in and do that. Rolex. Have you seen? What have oh. you seen? What What is like the largest item that you've seen come through the oh. pawn shop? It's believe it or not, I used to work um, at the pawn shop. On Greenbrier Pond and <laughs> Hilltop Pond. <laughs> the great little cases ever. Yes. You're still uh, promoting them uh, to this day. I'm telling you, they, they changed my life. Oh, <laughs> um, the, the priority Toyota changed my life. Oh, they gave shit. me gems. You plugs. understand? That's a plug no, right there. No, what I'm telling you, they gave me gems because I didn't know that. Um, just say, when I had my daughter, mm-hmm. I had to actually really work through stuff to get capital up. But a lot of people go to the bank and get a loan. Mm-hmm. But you can't go to the bank and say, I need a hundred dollars just to get some fuel in your car to go to work and pick your kids up from daycare. Right. So you could go with your wedding ring and hopefully your wife don't know just your wedding ring was gone for the to Friday. Oh shit. Get a loan for a hundred dollars. <laughs> bring her something home to eat, just hide that hand. <laughs> and then when you get paid Friday, you go back and get it for a hundred and fifteen dollars. <laughs> and everything Gucci. You, you know, don't think she gonna notice? You understand what I'm trying to say? <laughs> that's to the smaller scale. Now imagine, <laughs> now imagine. Now check this out. That's our scale. Mm-hmm. You gotta be older, um, bigger companies that mm-hmm. hire about forty people, and they have to give a payroll of fifty thousand dollars to make their payroll. Right. They coming to see me. They're oh. sending their wives to come and see me. So they got their baguettes and their bracelets and their platinum this and them. Gold coins and all this—they're putting them up for pawn because they I was taught. Yeah, so I loaned them fifty thousand dollars, sixty thousand dollars. Damn. And now we got that collateral sitting around waiting, so he has to come back and pay it. If yeah. he doesn't, I could get it, melt it down, or resell it. And that's how. And you'll get it for that same value that I, they I, have I, it for, or or it just all depends. No, nah, it's 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 like business. The business is you loan out a percentage. Mm-hmm. So if you have $50,000 worth of um, jewelry, I'm not going to give you $50,000. Give me a percentage of that. You're going to take that. Oh, now you're not going to take it. So it's going to encourage you to come back and get it, but some people can't pay it back. That's how the company <laughs> <get> the money. <laughs> That's how they say. It's been shout a lot out, of those. Shout out to Greenbrow Pond because they gave me this Rolex right here because <laughs> I was a top seller. I was a top manager <laughs> over there. You know, they reward their uh, oh employees very well. And it's funny <laughs> that people see me and like, damn, Mike got a $10,000 Rolex. You go to Fink's, you see my Rolex in the Fink's box. I go in there and get my Rolex clean. And the good thing about that is if I ever need some money to borrow, I'm going to not sell my Rolex. You pawn I'm going to pawn it. And I'm going to borrow that $2,500 and go back and pay it off and pay the bill off. So mm-hmm. it's investment. So that's why going back to these guys that follow these chains and stuff, mm-hmm. I love it because they got investments. They just don't know. But now they know. I never realized uh, jewelry sometimes as an investment. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, over the years I started to because once – once I started seeing those, you can get insurance on your jewelry, and you can, um, 
what else was it? You can. It's a lot of stuff that comes with it, and physically seeing that is just tell me this a difference. If you have twenty five hundred dollars in stocks, twenty five hundred dollars in cash in the bank, and you got twenty five hundred dollars in gold coins. Okay, for once, those gold coins are sitting in your house. The house burned down. Mm -hmm. House can't get hot enough to melt down the gold. If it does melt down the gold, you have a little pebble right there. It's gonna melt down and come back. So you just break it back up and you get your gold coins. Mm -hmm. Stock market blows. What's gonna happen? You lose your money in the stock market. Right. Oh, we sorry. Bank. If everybody go cash out at one time, do a run on the bank. They don't have enough money to pay it out. So you have to wait on your money. Right. So who has the most power by having gold coins? You do. Right. And you can always borrow against them, or you can always trade it. I never knew that. It's so, a lot of stuff. So a lot of people don't talk about it because that's what the Jewish community runs. And thank you for showing me the light. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been a, around. A I have a couple of coins hidden, sitting away. Oh. You know, uh, see stuff. If come stuff come up, because I was the guy that go around and buy all the, they call it junk jewelry. Mm -hmm. I go and buy it. Mm -hmm. they call me AU. So they still call me. So I will still buy it from them. So I had a job that going from all the way from New from here to New York, all the way from New York to Miami. I met all the Brinks, all the Brinks locations. Um, it's a lot of stuff I did. Uh, a lot of people don't know I did. I gave out over $5 million worth of um, cash, cash. Cash, in cash. In one year, cash, cash. $5 million? $5 million dollars. in cash. That's why money don't phase me none. It's just a bunch of papers sitting up, you know. A lot of people have big bills. And I have bills, they have bills, but I never count nobody's pockets. But you come to my house, I'm, I have a bed for you. Come to your house, you have a bed for you, but you may have a pool. <laughs> you may have a yacht. <laughs> you may have all of that. And Extra shit. Yeah, well, I'll just need a bed. You know, well, I need a bed. <laughs> so, do, okay, so do you think you could be a, um, you can run an independent um, artist company, like an independent company for artists? I can do whatever it takes to make it happen. Yes, I believe so? I could do it. You think so? Yeah, it's just, yes, yes. Or a record label. You Could you have your own record label? Mm, I, I really don't know. I wouldn't even put my mind to it, try to get my own record label. But I would help somebody run a record label and learn how to run a record label or try to run how to learn how to run a record label. Yeah, but, um, people need more people like you around them. If that's if they're gonna be around, they need to learn something and do it instead of just sitting around not doing anything. And that's what some of these artists don't also realize. They put them on payroll, but they're not doing nothing. So well, you have like a low tendency span around here, and the young kids, young adults, don't have nothing to do. Right. And how I touch them is by coming to the um, through their concessions mm -hmm. and listen to the music. I got a real good eye for music, king mm -hmm. uh, ear for music. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I, real good eye for music. And I listen to some of these young <laughs> guys, you know, and um, police be messing with them. So I try to go down to the police and talk to them like, hey, leave them alone. <laughs> they outside smoking cigarettes. They're not here to gangbang nobody. We're not selling no drugs nowhere. Just keeping them off the streets. Like, they kept me off the streets because I was an athlete and all the the homies back then that my brother ran with kept mm -hmm. me off the streets and let me know what's up. And I do the same thing for these kids. And it's funny that half of these young adults are 
some of my friends' kids, and I really don't say nothing to them because I get to see their true action, their true belief in it, and I try to push them over, push them, give them, a, you know, give them a little push and give them a little talk and let them know, you know, the ins and outs of what to look out for and what not to look out for. So they allow you in their session? Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> I love it. I get a kick out of just hearing music made. It's so funny how hearing a beat. And I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and then turn around, like, how in the hell he's going to say something over this beat? <laughs> so, yeah, was, and then turn around, he gets in the booth and kill it. And I'm like, how? And then he has lyrics. I'll tell you one thing. The cats around my age, you know, people from um, Green Run um, Plaza, mm-hmm. give these kids a chance. You know, everybody going to sound like, because they use all using auto-tune. So get past the auto-tune. Listen to what they're saying. They're probably saying something to you. They're saying what they're going through, and I listen to what they're saying. And they're trying to do exactly what we was going through. They're trying to live and enjoy life. So you accept the new music today? Uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy it because they're saying something, and it's cool because when I was young, they didn't understand Pop the coochie was. My mom didn't understand, <laughs> uh, you know, skeet, 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 yeah, and all look, of this stuff. Look, and it was it was coded, and they're exactly. coding their music too. And it's kind of cool because you know the lingo. You know, I know what pull up is. I know what <laughs> I know what capping is. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Excuse me. I know what you know. All of that. You it's kind of cool. And it. if I don't know what it is, it's cool to ask them. Uh, that's mm. what I love about these artists. Mm. I mean. It's nothing what you portray it to be. They, they, I see some of them bring their parents in and rap for their parents. It's like, cool. It's, 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 it's far from what people think it is. Right. I had cops say, oh, yeah, they got guns and everybody's got guns. You can't be scared of guns because all my friends had guns come up. We, they used to shoot up in houses. They used to oh, shoot up in stuff. I'm used to that. And <laughs> I'm not worried about that. I'm just worried about them getting their minds off of guns right. and putting it in their art. And right. whatever their art is, I support it. Well, that's wonderful. Yes. That's wonderful. Uh, it changed it all, this whole thing around. What is? Oh. Anything else? <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's see. He just threw me off for a little bit. Um, is it time for me to go? Um, You know what? Yeah, it, it kind of is. Yeah. But, you know, um, we didn't have anybody call in this go-round. But oh, next oh. go-round, sh- I'll have people call in and so on and so forth. Well, congratulations to your uh, podcast. It's Thank you. pretty cool. You Thank know, you. Got a lot of stuff off my chest. You know, I appreciate well, it. I, I really wanted to do that, like give people the chance to just talk about things as well as revert it back to the hip-hop industry or right, just right. the industry in general. So um, one last thing, where can they find you, like your social media, like to book you for all these jobs you've mentioned? Is yeah. it like one location? What um, do you think? Uh, my, I, I really don't have a social media. <laughs> okay, so where but, can they um, contact? You contact me at microwrestling54 at hotmail.com. At hotmail? <laughs> yeah, hotmail. Hey, it could have been um, AOL, but I'm not that old. <laughs> I got friends got AOL. Oh, no. Yeah, it's cool, though. You know, it's cool. Embrace, <laughs> the, embrace the age because some people are not living this long. Oh, yeah, of course. Embrace it. Of course. Um and shout out to me, shout out to session session four twenty. Shout out to session four twenty. Greenleaf, Greenleaf gang. gang. Um, G stacks, pray, 
the uh, yeah. yeah, all the Trey Hunted. What's up, Trey? Everybody out there, <laughs> short that, dog, uh, short dog. <laughs> everybody, you know what I'm saying? Dodge City, everybody, oh, Liza, VA, everywhere. So I'm gonna leave Beach you with boys, this. Everybody, <laughs> I'm gonna leave you with this. If this is if this artistry is for you, treat it as such. Never half-ass your craft, whatever you do. And you can follow me on Instagram, M-I-S-S Hollywood 313. You can follow me on Twitter, M-S Hollywood 313. And I want to thank our guest. Well, Mike my guest, Ransom. They call me that. Mike Ransom, a.k.a. Lorenzo. No, AKA, not Lorenzo. <laughs> a.k.a. that nigga over there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I thank you for being my guest. And make sure you guys tune in next time because it's going to be even better. So, holla, holla, holla. Did you have a question? Looking to book your next studio session? Contact Session 420 at www.greenleafgame.com.